Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Rewind Wrestling Radio right here on the Rewind Wrestling Network where I, your host, Ted, along with my co-hosts, the New Mouth of the South, Mr. Tyler Peters, the Temptress Witch, Miss Ivy, the Senior Official Ref, Amy Veronica, OG Will Denardo, and the Executive, Mr. Nelio Cuomo Costa. Talk everything pro wrestling. It's the indies, the pros, everywhere you go. Let's jump right into Rewind Wrestling Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Rewind Podcast. And as you can see, there's only two of us here tonight, myself and Amy. So that means this is ladies night. And we are here to pretty much discuss a little bit of women's topics only. So this is going to be an interesting show that we haven't done before. And I think her and I are a little bit excited to not be surrounded by testosterone for once. Because every other week, it's just constant inappropriate jokes and humor from the guys so who am i kidding i, I throw it's still gonna happen it's gonna happen it is what it is but anywho um before we get started quick plugs you guys already know everything's in the description ccw um what a maneuver to buy your merch go and donate to the gofundme for bryce um like subscribe share all of our crap because without doing that we can't get anywhere and we can't keep doing this so yeah, show, show the boys that we're the draw like a, like yeah let them and know. share it and if i'm not mistaken there was a request put in on twitter that they wanted more of ref amy and ivy so damn it so make it count <laughs> um okay so tonight um, first thing let's talk about is Tony Storm. What the hell? Yeah, obviously um, the internet's yeah. buzzing. So go ahead. You you can start with that, Amy, because this yeah. is this is an interesting topic and I want to hear your um your thoughts. Hmm. Um so <laughs> as of recording right now, um it's a Thursday, the 30th. Uh yesterday we received word that Tony Storm was released from WWE. Um no real information was given out at the time, but um, Sean Ross Sapp is now reporting that she requested her release and was granted. And not just requested, apparently she left a live event on Tuesday, was in the triple threat with uh, for the championship, left, flew herself home, and just quit. So I don't know if something happened there. Reportedly, Listen. an article came out yesterday of her talking months ago to, I forgot what reporter, at, saying that, like, the creative process in WWE is very frustrating. So maybe it was just built up. And then after her feud was done, she was like, all right, I'm done. Um, good for her. Good for her. And good. Like, actually, I'm going to commend WWE. Like, good on them for actually giving a wrestler what they want and um, granting their release and not just holding on to them until their contract mm-hmm. was up. So. I mean, yeah. yeah, I can agree with that. Like, I, it's kind of funny, though, because after I, I did read, um, I forget where I read it, but it was on Facebook. And, you know, they mentioned that she just pretty much just, like, left, just walked mm-hmm. out. And I'm like, damn, homegirl pulled one of my moves. Like, yeah. <laughs> she just, she was like, fuck y'all, I'm out. But you know what? Um, God, I mean, she's still fairly young. She's still fairly mm-hmm. new in the business. So, like, for me, I kind of feel like good for her for recognizing that she was not feeling, you know, that she was going to elevate anymore in that business, mm-hmm. if that was the case. And and for her to just have that strength, just be like, screw this, I'm done, I'm walking away. Because 
a lot of people don't do that. A lot of people will write out that contract, go stagnant, and that can negatively affect the career. So the simple yeah. fact that she was able to like say, nah, man, I'm yeah. out. <laughs> like, I, I really, I commend her yeah. for that. Yeah, especially like uh, the women thing. Like we, if, if you're planning on having a family later, your time is even shorter. So no, like, and her being, I think she's 25. So like, and w- the weird thing about WWE's women's division, it's good, but they're, they have this problem now that I think the roster had, um, the, the men's roster had in like the 2000s, where you have these four people who are just constantly yeah. in the main event picture. And it's not yep. letting b- anybody else get in there. Branch out, and, yep. Yeah, so like right now the it's four horsewomen are up there and they're just dominating. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and that's been like, if you think about it, how, how long has it been since we've literally seen these same four female competitors, like in the spotlight? Why are we not seeing more elevation of, you know, the undergrads in Mm -hmm. a sense? Because like, it's not like the four horsewomen are the only women on the roster that have something to offer. I mean, we've got lots of great competitors. It's just, they're not utilizing them. And this is once again, a topic that we've discussed many times, especially in this last year, about how WWE underutilizes some of their best competitors. So, I mean, like for me, good for her. Um, Mm -hmm. Hold on, my AirPod died. Uh (laughs) She can't hear us. (laughs) I'm I'm just kidding. Okay. Um, No, I'm not. My AirPod totally died. That's what I get for not charging them before I jumped on. Um, but no, like, it, good for her because I'm really hoping that career-wise, this is going to just, like, shoot her straight to the top to wherever she does decide to go next. And mm-hmm. hopefully, like, she, you know, she gets there and she gets to accomplish everything that she wants to before her time is up. Because yeah. I personally feel like, you know, a lot of people have that that process that, you know, wrestlers tear their bodies apart to the point that they don't have long in the business anyway but I feel like that is significantly shorter for women the success Mm -hmm. rates are so much shorter for women so and and like you said once they reach a certain age they want to start a family whether or not they do that and then come back it it just doesn't always pan out so Mm -hmm. I really truthfully hope that you know she she gets everything that she wants before that time for her comes um where do you think she's gonna end up or do you think she's gonna end up somewhere soon Ooh, segue to probably our next topic. I have a feeling <laughs> of where. I w- well, all right. So she could literally go anywhere. Like, yeah, it, it's. It, it, this is what a, a talent that WWE like never took advantage of because, like, when she first came to WWE and she was in the um NXT UK and she was kind of like the head person in right. that for a long time. Like, she has like the utmost talent, so she could literally end up anywhere. I'd love to see her in AEW. Um, mm-hmm we'll get to when we get to talking about the AEW women's division I think she would elevate that so much because like she was just in a main event feud with Charlotte and even though yeah there are some booking decisions and storyline stuff that they did that might have damaged her in WWE the fact right. that she was going toe-to-toe with Charlotte and actually had a really great match with her like mm-hmm. that elevates her and makes her into that star so yeah I, I really want to see her in AEW anywhere she goes she's going to elevate the division she is for sure. Um, and I, I like, I, I definitely, the, the fact of her going head to head with Charlotte and being like an equivalent competitor, mm-hmm. I think that is like a big thing. So it's not like we see that she has 
the potential, the ability, the stamina to, you know, mm-hmm. withstand feuds like that with competitors such as Charlotte. Yeah. So I think that it's almost one of those things like she needs more stimulation. Like she needs more of that. So yeah. wherever she goes, I really hope that, you know, she ends up somewhere and she gets that because I think that is going to be key to just escalating her career, like mm-hmm. through the roof. Um, any other comments? I mean, I kind of think we touched it. Still, I'm not. Tony, Tony, Tony not call, shocked, me. But... Still call me. Still <laughs> like... yeah, call me. Call both of us, please. <laughs> I mean, if you call Amy, Amy can call me. Like, it's, it's okay. We, we, can, we can handle that. Oh my God, we're terrible. Um, no, but like aside from that, you know, let's, let's kind of see. I don't know how soon it's going to be um, that we see her somewhere else. But well, the fact I think that, it's going to be the 90 days usually. Yeah. 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 So I'm, ho- I'm hoping, I'm hopeful that it'll be a pretty, you know, quick thing where we do get to see her. Um... Sorry, my hair is just falling out, guys. It's, it's okay. Um, that we get to just see her like do, you know, just do her thing and really like show us what she's made of because I think she is from the start, I think she's been a great competitor. So yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see this and I'm, I'm proud of her. I mean, she walked away and she did her thing. Um, And here we are. So um, moving on to our next topic, which was the AEW women's division. So how could we make it better? So that's something that I think we need to discuss for sure. And I want to hear your thoughts on that one too. All right. So the AEW women's division has probably like, it's been getting better, but it has probably been the weakest part of AEW. It's had a lot of stop starts. Um, they, in the beginning, decided to bring in a bunch of the Joshi wrestlers from um, mm-hmm. Japan and stuff. And while those women are phenomenal, it just doesn't click over here the way that any anything else will. Like, it, it's right. really hard to get into that if you're not used to that style of wrestling. So um elevating brick baker and making her champion has been great um her feud with thunder rosa was great um they're building uh jade cargill right now as a monster which is phenomenal like i think she's really coming into her own right now and nyla they got people like nyla rose and um they had serena deeb and all these people that they're bringing in from other promotions but it's just it's lacking the basically the batman to Britt Baker's um, Joker and mm-hmm. and that's a problem like they can build Jade Gargill all they want but right now she's kind of a tweener heel and it's just not a good dynamic no one can really get yeah. behind them unless you have someone to cheer so one thing I think they could do and it just so happens that the perfect baby face in my opinion was released from WWE yesterday <laughs> so <laughs> um is they just need to bring in somebody who has a star power and we already said talked about how tony like had that main event feud with charlotte so obviously there is some kind of elevation in her um her star power personally how i would book this if like if i were to fix the division is these 90 days make um brit baker and her faction a monster amongst the women's division i want them to destroy everybody and yep. like whether she cheats to win and stuff, it could be kind of like the family and um with Roman Reigns and stuff like or the bloodline. I keep saying the family. I don't know why I keep saying that. But the bloodline <laughs> where like sometimes she does it on her own, sometimes she needs help and stuff like that. But I just want her to be dominant. She runs through the entire division, like and makes them look good in the process. Like don't do the the thing where you just destroy people and destroy their character. Yeah. But 
Um, and then what I would do is the minute that 90 day um, non-compete clause comes up or a little bit after you wait, um, Tony shows up, just uh, answers an open challenge or like a promo with Britt Baker and just has a main event fight with her non-title, but pins the champion on her first night. And like, yeah. I think that will immediately make the feud go from here to freaking here like real fast and it'll make people actually care because like people are watching Britt Baker tear through the women's division and then this new person whether you know her or not like the people who know her will know her but the people who don't will just be like oh man this girl is legit yeah she just beat our champion so and I think that will immediately jumpstart the division and then you could also use Dark and the the other matches on Dynamite and Rampage to build up other people but I think that's a great way to just like put a shock into the division Yeah, no, I agree. I actually think that would be great booking. Um, and I, I would hope that AEW would, you know, show us something worthwhile. Um, because, you know, we've, we've talked about how WWE has just been terrible lately. And um, I think, like, one of the big things for me is that I do not want to see AEW make the mistakes that WWE has made with their women's division. Um, and, like, kind of going into that a little bit, with or without Tony Storm coming in, mm-hmm. my thing would be don't like you need to have you need to have some sort of like balance so you have to have your faces and your heels you have to have you know the chemistry in the ring and I don't know if it would be more of a thing that they should you know provide some sort of you know behind the scenes training with their their women's division to really kind of get that type of chemistry to to lock in and work or if they just need to like kind of go in and see what everybody has and then wean out you know what works what doesn't and and kind of form it around that um but I think that we need to see more people that can go toe-to-toe with each other and work off of that to continue to build because I feel Mm -hmm. like too many times what we're seeing in wrestling all around is that you have that confusion of you really don't know who's face who's heel um or you just have these matches that make absolutely no sense. Like, why are these two people going against each other? You don't have the proper buildups to feud. You don't have, you know, um, you don't have enough of like a storyline to yeah. even filter in anything or even start a new feud. So I think that, you know, Keith, in my opinion, and that's, it's not even just for AEW, it's for any, any type of situation when it comes to wrestling is wrestling is storytelling. Mm-hmm. It always has been. And you know, with social media and kayfabe essentially being dead these days, you really need to do your storytelling the right way. So Mm -hmm. I think that if they could, you know, focus on building these feuds and putting, you know, women that are like equal counterparts into the ring together, I think that could also really benefit the division. Mm -hmm. And that's like, in, in like kind of looking at it from like a fan perspective too, you get interested when you can actually see what's happening without having any backstory to it, Mm -hmm. you know? So like, if you can watch these two people on the ring, you can tell who the face is, you can tell who the heel is, and you can see these two actually fighting and making it seem like they're fighting over something. Even if you don't know what it is, you're kind of like realizing, okay, there's something here and it's more engaging. So I, I kind of think that, that that would be a good, um, a good starting point at the least Mm -hmm. is to really work on that storytelling, that build, um, you know, make sure that you have competitors that 
make sense to go together and can work together the right way and, and really do things. And also, I mean, give women, you know, a lot of spotlight because mm-hmm. a lot of times I'm starting to feel like sometimes these women have more heart than the men do out here in a lot of situations in wrestling anymore. Um, you know, they're, they want to prove a point now. These women want to be recognized as athletes, not just a pretty face. So, I mean, make sure that you're giving them that because that, that too will really like, it'll engage the performers more because they, they're going to understand that they're being taken serious and that'll give you a better performance out of it. Um, I don't know. Do you have anything else to, to work on off of that? I mean, I would love to see Storm in AEW. I think she would do great. I think there's a lot of people you know, swirling around there that not just for that initial feud, but like, you know, could work with her. I think it'd be awesome. Well, I think also AEW's biggest problem, like it's, it, it, they were unfortunate in the way that a lot of the stars on women's wrestling scene, hi Fluffy, um, were, uh, were at WWE. So when they started AEW, they didn't have the stars, the the women stars that were well-known in the the industry. Like I, Aside from uh, Kylie Ray, like if Kylie Ray, because she was one of the first women signed, I believe, if she had like stayed with the company, she would have been the first champion, without a doubt, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, because she was like, yeah, out of all their signings, more people knew her than anybody else, and that's at the end of the day. But that's why they put the belt on Jericho the first Mm -hmm. time. So they wanted to bring those people in. So. Right. What AW they need to take this risk, and it might come into a detriment of the ratings at first. But they need to take a risk in giving women more time be- to get to know these people outside of dark and elevation and stuff like that. Because let's be honest, not many people watch that. Like a good right. core people do, but like most people who watch Di- Dynamite aren't watching dark or elevation. So they yeah. need to give them the time on Rampage and Dynamite to develop their character. And get into these new girls like like Thunder Rosa. It's amazing now that people like I knew of Thunder Rosa before because of uh, the Texas circuit. But right before that, not many people knew her, and now like she's one of the best women's re- like the most popular women's mm-hmm. re- in the United States now. So like and, and it's because they gave her that spotlight. So yep. they just need to keep doing that, especially with the newer, younger talent, and that's how you de- build a division. Yeah, so. no, definitely. I mean, I I, I definitely agree with that. Um, like you were saying, especially with, with those lesser known, you know, mm-hmm. women in the business, like give them a freaking shot because yeah. you're not going to see their full potential until you put them in that spotlight. Even if it's mm-hmm. just for like one run, just, just, let's just see what they can do one night. Yeah. And if, if they excel, then boom, you know, you Look give them another opportunity. Tay Conti, uh, Tay Conti, yeah. when she was in freaking NXT, they didn't give her a shot. Now that she's in um, AW, like, she, she was in the, the uh, main event picture yep. with um, Britt Baker. So, and yep. more people know about her now because they gave her that spotlight. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I know it wasn't exactly on like our list for tonight, <laughs> um, but since we were discussing, you know, what could AEW do better? Um, I actually want to talk about what are some of WWE's biggest mistakes with their women's division? Mm. Because I think that kind of playing off of how can we get AEW to better itself I kind of want to focus on why did why did WWE sink their women's division or how are they sinking the division um because for me like I think a lot of it has to do with all the releases I mean this past year we've lost a lot of talent and that's you know we've discussed all these releases you know in past episodes but 
one thing too, like I'm thinking along the lines of, I'm actually really nervous about Royal Rumble because where are you going to pull people? Like, don't get me wrong. I love to see the legends come back in and just make the appearance at the event. I think it's a great thing. It's always nostalgic when you see somebody from, you know, 10, 15 years ago, whatever, just pop back up out of nowhere. And, you know, it's that like little glimmer of hope, like, okay, I was really hoping to see that person. But I feel like this year's Rumble is probably going to be extremely lackluster, especially in the women's division, because they virtually don't have anybody that really fits the bill. Like, or they're going to take from NXT and it's going to be a bunch of inexperienced girls that is going to make the rumble look very jonky and yeah, it's, it's, it's not going to look pristine at all. Um, I I almost feel like it's just going to seem like a fluke because you know, it's, it's going to be extremely predictable once you see what the lineup is number one. Um, and number two, like, they're just going to start pulling, like you said, random people from NXT. They're going to pull in, you know, some legends. Like you're going to see your typical Trish, your Lita, your, um, you know, you might see Molly Holly, whatever. Um, but like, you know, those are not people who are going to re- win the Rumble unless maybe on the off chance we get a name in there that we think is like potentially wanting to do like a big comeback. Yeah, kind of like, like an edge, edge situation. Yeah. Um, but even so, I just feel like even in doing that, like you're, they're not that's not going to be a situation that's going to elevate anybody worth elevating at this point in time. Um, And, and I think that too, WWE has severely underutilized their women. Um, The freaking women's tag titles, like how do you have women's tag titles, but you don't have a legitimate women's tag team division. I'm going to be perfectly honest. I don't even know who's champion right now. Listen, I the mean, tag I titles. Know, I know that like, Becky and Charlotte are still <laughs> there. Then, yeah, but. that's what I'm saying. Like, it's just because it's it's not even a title that can be taken seriously. The tag mm-hmm. titles because you do not have adequate women's tag team like <laughs> content at all. It's yeah. like it's you literally just you. It's like they just walk in the back of the locker room and be like, "Hey, you, you, go out here and fight," and then we're gonna slap these belts on you. Like, it makes absolutely no freaking sense. Like. They could have done so much more when they decided to bring those belts in and they just haven't. And it's so freaking disappointing because I think a lot of people did want women's tag for a long time, Yeah. but this is not how we wanted it. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. What are your, what are, what are your thoughts? How do you, what do you, what do you think some of the biggest mistakes are right now with WWE's women's division? I'll definitely agree with you on the releases because like I think I read earlier today that SmackDown has nine women now like that's it so it's like it's really continue yeah it's it's really and that's the thing it's really hard to get invested in characters when you're you like literally the next week they might be released or something like that and obviously like whether you love it or hate it WWE is in like this transition mode where they only want young people who like almost virtually have no wrestling experience which is kind of hilarious um that they're bringing into their training camps but I don't know it's it's really hard because like it I sympathize a little bit because they're afraid to take their chances like we were speaking earlier off of someone that isn't the main draws so Becky and Charlotte because even like People say, oh, well, you have Sasha and Bailey in there too. I'm like, Sasha and Bailey only seem to get popular when either Becky or Charlotte is out. Right. And, they, and they 
it's like overkill with the four horse women. Yeah. Like it really is. Yeah. And so it's it's really hard to get invested in these characters because like I love Tony. Like you yeah. everyone on this podcast knows my love for Tony. Um, but I did not think within a shadow of a doubt that she was gonna be Charlotte because that's how they've conditioned me with Charlotte's booking. It's just like, oh well, one of the horsewomen will beat her, but no one outside of that is gonna beat her right or if it if she is going to do it it's going to be like a fluke thing like a money in the bank right after a match kind of thing so it's like they they're afraid almost to take a chance on allowing anybody else to get to the top I really think that um they missed an opportunity with Liv Morgan um with the way they booked her up to her match with uh, Becky Lynch because now what does Liv do she had that great underdog baby face like run like these really impassioned promos and then she just loses. How am I so like what am I supposed to still stay behind you with this? So I don't know. It's it's really tough because like I don't envy anybody who's in a writing room trying to do this shit, but I it just feels like they're afraid to take chances. And I think that's where a lot of their problems go. The minute like they, they get scared, they put it back on what draws, I guess. I don't know. I wish I knew the answers. <laughs> so I'm, as of right now, like on the, the WWF website and looking at the roster, it looks to me like Raw has nine and SmackDown has like, I want to say like seven to eight, mm. depending on like, if you even want to consider a couple of these people as like someone that they're really utilizing. <laughs> Jesus. like that's sad that is so sad then if they do they do it at 30 man woman royal rumble it's gonna be rough it's gonna have i mean okay because let's think about it your champions are not gonna be in the rumble so you're already down two yeah so that leaves us with what 15 14 15 yeah. so now you have another you got to filter in 15 more people between NXT possible like you know a surprise name here and there and then maybe some legends like do we even have that type of like come on seriously and then and then not only that but aside from your champions do you really even have anybody listed on these rosters that it's it's even gonna make any sense putting them into a feud with one of these champions for that contendership yeah I mean, you've got, you know, Natalia and Naomi um, with SmackDown right now, who are both, you know, obviously established in the business. Um, we have, let's see here, Aaliyah. Uh, it's, it's like so crazy. I have to just keep scrolling and then find a woman. We have Sasha Banks. We have Shayna Baszler. We have Shotzi. And I'm probably going to pronounce her name wrong, but is that what, Zia or Zia Lee? Zia Lee, yep. Yeah. Zaylee, Sonia Deville is also on here, but is she even still wrestling? She's like, she's like this uh, authority she's, figure. She, yeah, so. so it's like she's not really even in the ring. So why, you know, it's like that's that's kind of it. I mean, out of them, I would say like if you're gonna go with somebody established, Natalia and Naomi, but they have not done much with either of them as yeah. of late. 
especially Naomi. And I'm extremely disappointed in that because she, I think that woman is great in the ring. So for them to just not do anything with her like they have been. And let's talk about the missed opportunity of her being in the bloodline. Like, Mm. why is she not part of them? Like, everyone knows she's uh, one of the Usos. I'm not going to try to say who. (laughs) One of the one of theirs wives. Um, Imagine if they did something similar. Okay, think I'm, I'm thinking back here. What if we had like almost like a King Booker type of situation? Okay, where we had Booker's, you know wife in there with him but imagine if she was up there with her husband that right there could bring up a whole nother spectrum to feed into that storyline by bringing in women competitors and having Naomi be this dominating fucking force as part of the fucking bloodline and like what the hell and then have them all have gold like that Mm would have been awesome to look at like Roman as the champ (laughs) obviously the Usos as the freaking tag champ with and Naomi with a women's title. Yeah. It's like they completely overlooked the fact that they could have done something there. Yep. But no, we just put put Naomi in this position where, you know, she comes out under the glow light, which I think is freaking cool, don't get me wrong. But like I mean, they don't have her in any real decent scenarios. I mean, yeah. I feel like and if she and if she is I'm, I'm assuming she's probably going to end up being in the rumble because what else are they doing with her but it's like if they put her in the royal rumble this year we're going to see her do like a handstand yeah. you know new day type of situation like she did the last couple times and that's going to be the highlight of her in the rumble unless they make a freaking way to like boost her yeah. up there but I, I just don't know if they're going to yeah don't even get me started on raw i don't even want to talk about raw Oh God. All right. Um, so yeah, since we're so disappointed with uh with WWE and let's, let's get let's optimistic. Not, yeah, let's let's, optimistic. let's get a little let's get a little yeah, let's 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 uh switch gears here. Um who is a future women's division star? Mm. So this could be somebody from NXT, AEW Dark, the Indies, um we talked about this before we started recording. I'm really excited to to talk about this one because, yeah. <laughs> so, all right. I'm going to choose one from each because, like, I don't want to say, like, any division is, like, the top division because I, I feel like AW is mm-hmm. just as top as everybody else um, at this right. point. So I'll start with the NXT. Um, I'm really liking Cora Jade. And it's not just because I have a thing for girls and skateboards and, and like the, <laughs> the bright colors. I think since the last takeover where she played her part beautifully and like even got me freaking like sold on her, like dislocating her elbow or her shoulder and everything. Right. So I think it, she's really starting to come in her own and mm-hmm. like her wrestling is starting to show that too. And so, and I think she's like in her early twenties, so she has plenty of time to like lay a groundwork and evolve. So I think she is definitely like, depending on how Vince is feeling in the morning, but I think she could literally probably be like the next AJ um, Lee kind of character. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe not the crazy side, but like just just that style. (laughs) So like, I'm really excited to see where she goes. Um, As far as AW Dark, again, I'm a little bit biased. Um, Kylan King. Like, you will never meet a harder worker than her. And I think uh, she's really, like, elevated herself this year, especially among um, AEW and the um, indie scene. So I wouldn't be surprised if AEW signs her in the future. 
and she is a okay. she will lead that division because she's like she's a big power move girl which is amazing to watch like in the yeah. ring so and yeah I, I'm excited to see where she goes as far as the indies itself again I wouldn't say I'm biased about this one because me and her have a love-hate relationship but Marina Tucker she is going to be lead. I I will put this down. And within the next two years, she will be leading someone's women's division. And the fact that she is not signed yet is a travesty. Like I've never seen someone put so much effort into not only making herself look good, but also um, her opponents. And mm-hmm. then also, but the the work she puts into her character is uh, by far not like it, it's yeah. so great. So those, those are my like I seeing seeing Marina, you know, with with some of the CCW stuff that I've watched, like she has amazing potential to to really go far. And I hope that, you know, she she gets that opportunity because I definitely think that she is one of, you know, a handful of indie wrestlers that I've seen, um, especially in recent time that definitely can go like all the way once they get signed somewhere. Um, of course, Christy James. Hello. Mm. Oh my God. The one, the only, the beautiful. Speaking of calling us, Christy. Hey, Uh, what's up? Yeah, Christy. Like, what the hell? (laughs) Hey. (laughs) Um, no, seriously. She is an absolute force to be reckoned with in the ring. Like, I have seen some of her matches and, and like, I follow, you know, her social media pages and stuff. And I've seen a lot of stuff that's been shared. And holy cow. Like, first of all, her style, having, you know, and done like so many different styles of wrestling just makes her extremely universal and it I think it 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 makes her an absolute beast like if you put her in the ring with some of these women that are in WWE AEW right now she's going to tear them apart because of just her uh, her ability to just out wrestle people Mm -hmm. so she's somebody that I really freaking hope one day gets signed because not only does she deserve it, but she can absolutely make it. So Christy, get on that phone, call us. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I mean, like really aside from that, like, I don't, I don't really keep up too much with weekly wrestling. So NXT, I haven't really seen much that I've been impressed with. Um, WWE's released so many people um really at this point I get more enjoyment out of following indies than I do mainstream wrestling these days and and it's it's sad because I grew up on freaking mainstream wrestling and it's like this is supposed to be everybody's goal but I see people having more success in the indies especially women so you know um I think another another thing that would be really cool would be to see another um all women's pay-per-view event um, like we got to see this past year, mm-hmm. um, just to, just to kind of throw like another women's topic out there. I think, um, a situation like that to be able to have, um, you know, women from all over compete again and really kind of broaden that spectrum for them and give them the spotlight. And that can open up more opportunities with bigger companies who would hopefully give these poor women a chance because they work their freaking butts off. And I mean, I think they all just deserve it. Women yeah. are great. And not to mention uh, better. the, uh, what do you call it, um, rejuvenation of uh, women of wrestling. Wow. So yep. with Tessa Blanchard at the helm. So. Holy cow, Tessa Blanchard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty much all I got. Um, I don't know if you have anything else that you want to throw in before we wrap this up. 
No, I think we covered it all. Look at that. I we mean, didn't go off the rails once, aside from your no. kids coming in. I mean, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's that wasn't my fault, though. That was the kids. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, anywho, this has been a special Ladies' Night edition of Rewind Podcast. Don't forget to go buy your freaking merch. Get yourself Please. an Ivy fan shirt. Do Get it. an OG shirt. Get a Tyler ticker shirt. Why the hell not? You need one. And I'll even do, I'll do you one better. I'll make sure to share you on my platforms if you purchase one of my shirts and I will make sure mm-hmm. to give you a shout out. So please do it because I'm tired of asking nicely. I'm going to start getting mean. Um, <laughs> go and donate to Bryce because they freaking need it. They're a great family and, you know, they deserve all the help that we can give them. Um, go get your tickets to CCW events. Do you guys have anything interesting coming up, Amy? There's so many shows. Next <laughs> week, it's the uh, first bash of um, 2022, uh, bash 12. Yes, bash Ooh. 12. Um, and we also have our Florida City show um, on Friday. And then after that, we have Ocala on Friday, that Friday, and then a homestead show that Saturday, and then it just keeps going from there every weekend. I'm not wow. going to see my family. It's great. It's awesome. <laughs> I'm going to somehow fit a Florida Renaissance Festival in there. I don't know how, but listen, you're you're going to make it work because you're you're ref Amy, and that's what you do. Um, mm. Also, check out Sportswire over there. You know, doing their thing, helping us out. Um, I, what what else do I need to shout out? Just like, share, subscribe, follow us on all of our social media platforms. Um, and on top of that, like everything's in the description. So whatever I forgot, you know, Ted's always great about making sure that's in there. So yeah. anywho, we hope you really enjoyed this. Amy and I had fun. We we absolutely love this. And we would love to give the fans more, um, you know, Ref Amy and Ivy content. So tell us that we did a great job. So that way Ted will let us do this more often. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we'll catch you guys next time here on Rewind Wrestling Radio.